Welcome to the Beautiful Souls Podcast with your host, myself, Danielle Cadwell. I'm an Olympian author, speaker, and coach, and I'm here to dive deeper into all things mindset, manifestation, mission, and yes, some meditation. In 2013, I was an unfit, concussed, and massively self-conscious synchronized swimmer when an opportunity arrived that was well beyond my wildest dreams to begin training for the next Olympic Games. I was terrified. However, I decided to take the biggest leap of my life. I went all in, moving from Canada to Australia and dedicating my life to my sport. On this journey, I made a vow to myself. If I could do it, if I could really make my wildest dreams come true, I would spend the rest of my life sharing what I had learned to help others do the same. So beautiful souls, this podcast is where I fulfill my promise. We'll talk about everything from the energetics of manifestation and the power of self-worth to mindset cultivation and how to step up and into your soul mission. You can think of this time together as kind of like a soul spa, where together we will wash away your fears, massage you with some truth and some love, and spruce you up on the insides with some spirituality. So, are you ready to be rejuvenated from the inside out? Let's dive in. Welcome back, everybody, to part two of our relationship story story yeah um and the, you- the reason why we had this story is because there have been a lot of people asking us yeah. uh, about our relationship and what it looked like and because we do obviously have a really deep and fulfilling relationship now um and it's only getting better and better we're still mm-hmm. working on a lot of things you know within each other yeah and what did it take for us to get here that's a common question you know mm-hmm. who are we before and who are we now and how did that transition happen so let this story of our relationship be insight and inspiration for you to deepen a re- the relationships that you have in your life. Mm-hmm. Part two. Part two. So if you haven't listened to part one, go and do that now because this won't make any sense unless you do. Um, and I think as well, like, there's this, like, polarity whereas, like, life gets to be good and life gets to be beautiful, right? Um, but at the same time, like, we're in a really beautiful place in our relationship now but it wasn't always that way. And even in that, we still have moments time to time that are challenging. Like, and I feel like the, when I say moments, like we just know how to move through them more mm-hmm. now. And I, I can't say, I don't know what will come in the future, but I do feel like with everything that we've been through and with the things that we teach and we embody, I feel really capable to be able to handle whatever it is that is coming. Yeah, that's that's like that's really the mindset, right? Yeah. Like that is what when you think about cultivating a mindset, a relationship really is a mindset in many ways because we know it's personal development. Relationships are fucking personal development. Oh my god! Like the, I feel like the per, the reason I am the person I am today in so many ways is because of our relationship. Seriously. Yeah, and we've called each other to rise, and yeah. some relationships you can either rise together or rise or fall apart. Mm-hmm. So, um, what I find is that the reason people fall apart for one or two reasons is they're either going through their own growth and someone doesn't want to grow with them or isn't respecting them for where they want to go. That's definitely happened in a past relationship for me. Um, or two, people fall apart because they don't actually want to face what they're going through and so therefore they project and blame and sort of put everything put all their feelings onto the other person as if it was their fault see the Mm -hmm. success of our relationship has been because as you'll hear coming up we've had 
a few quite a few challenges mm-hmm. um the success of our relationship has been both of us being willing and and ready to lean into those challenging circumstances mm-hmm. not easy not comfortable whatsoever no. but very rewarding because you if if you're both willing you'll get on the other side of that challenge um having a deeper understanding of each other and yourselves yeah and i think the one thing like that i feel like we've gotten better at um that has been really beautiful and really fucking hard is that we have really open like honest communication to the Mm. point where sometimes like we're never i i you know i I, we're really aware we're never trying to be cruel or anything but it's just being really open and honest sometimes like asking if it's okay to share that reflection but with how we actually feel whereas i feel like sometimes in relationship what can cause tension is that people aren't aren't actually sharing what they actually feel yeah you know what i mean and they're not sharing the deeper part and so therefore you just have all these layers that get built up and eventually something happens one day and it explodes and you bring up the thing that happened three months ago that you've been holding under your chest whereas like i feel like we have this have developed this really good ability to like even if it makes us uncomfortable in the moment, we're going to bring it up because ultimately I know that you love me and I love you (laughs) and we can work through it. Like even just before, can I use that example of just before um, we started this, we were just talking about, you know, what are we going to just going over what we're going to speak about here. And then Luca said, um, do you want to share what you said? Yeah. I just, I was just noticing there was a, a common theme in our conversations where it was, this the sharing of our relationship story was all about how i had to transform for our relationship to get to become better and that was just something that danielle wasn't aware of and i just highlighted that to her i was like i just don't want to make sure that i'm the one i'm not being portrayed as the one that was the reason for all the problems in our relationship and she's like oh i'm sorry i didn't realize that was how it was coming across she's like no no that's not it at all and so we just had to clarify that literally just then Mm -hmm. um and that's that's like really how the evolution of our relationship has the reason why our relationship has expanded because of those little conversations that we're willing to have which you know it 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 was like a little bit uncomfortable for me in that moment it was like hey on a second i don't want to be like the i feel like i'm being portrayed in a certain picture here as if to say um our growth is a success because i fixed my problems and it's never the case because it's it's a co-creation in a relationship where yes i have brought a lot to the table and so has danielle and we have been both willing and that's what i love about you danielle and because you're willing to go oh yeah okay i'm sorry that actually was a projection or that is actually something that i wasn't aware of or in Mm -hmm. case we're like oh actually no this isn't the case and i just want to share this back to you and and then i'll start to see a little bit more about my own self and Mm -hmm. I think there's the one really important thing here is that what we've noticed in our relationship is that there's we've got very different styles of like processing things whereas you like to really talk about it straight away and i have to sit with it and really process it internally and then i'm able to come back and um have the conversation about it once i've reflected on it and i've got my insights from it yeah and that can be really uncomfortable for you is like the stillness and the silence that i have while i'm processing something yeah i that's been something that like because we've had many conversations we've never actually really had an argument oh i think i yelled at you once because you scared me (laughs) when when i was going down the stairs but also when i didn't know enough was enough remember that yeah yeah that was another one but like like not really like it'll be someone bursts like 
like a, a, but like we haven't had an argument like from no. in the past I used to have no. a lot of arguments right so I used to have huge screaming yeah, matches in my we last haven't session. really had that um I forget what my point was um talking what? about what? arguing having oh, speaking uh, about our problems yeah um I think it and oh yeah so the the way that we process things um is I had to really hold myself in the fact that um because I would think that when he would go away on his own to process something, that would mean that I was being abandoned and that made me feel really, really insecure. And so like, um, but I also know that he needs the time to do that and he knows that I need to talk it out. And so it's, it has taken a while for us to find this like limbo, I guess, in it all. Um, and now like, I feel like because I've found more strength and certainty in myself, I'm more okay with you being able to walk away and take some time to think and remember that I'm not being abandoned, right? Mm. Even though that comes up in me. And then what I'll do is like, I'll just ask you like, can you give me a hug before you go and take your time or go for a walk? You know mm. what I mean? And that makes me feel okay. So it's like taken a lot. We, we've like, I feel like your, your relationship can be your greatest tool of self growth in this life. If you use it to be like, yeah. Seriously. And even if you're not in a relationship yet and you're looking for a relationship that maybe our type of relationship does inspire you to create a relationship that you want in your life, um, I really take, I'd really take a lot of notes on what we're doing as individuals, which is um, we're really making sure that we're respecting ourselves and we're also able to reflect on ourselves and go into those uncomfortable moments to see what's it's bringing up within us because the relationship that is the challenging parts of our relationship uh can also be you know very similar to challenging situations that you have with other people in your life Mm -hmm. so it's not necessarily the relationship in particular being in a relationship is provides the growth life provides the growth Mm -hmm. and if you're wanting to be in a relationship just use those circumstances in life as if you're in a relationship with them Mm -hmm. and then you can say okay well i'm looking to take a look within myself because really I think the success of our relationship has been the willingness for us to look within first Mm -hmm. and not project. Whereas a lot of people, when you think about fighting and I remember reading a book, one of my first personal development books I read when I was like 19 was how to win friends and influence people. And one of the, um, one of the principles in there was the quickest way to win an argument was to avoid it in the first place. And when we, the way to avoid it is to stop fighting it back. And that's what happens in a lot of relationships when you're mm-hmm. having a lot of fights. It's fight against fight, person against person, belief against belief, emotion against emotion. But the quickest way to win an argument is to understand what the other person is actually trying to say beneath, behind the words. Mm-hmm. And that's been a skill that we've cultivated over time. Fucking definitely not from the beginning oh because God, no. we... I feel like our biggest lesson... I feel like we should talk about this in a little bit, but our biggest lesson <laughs> has been a, like about cleaning. <laughs> Like, oh yeah oh both of us have gotten so triggered from cleaning but ultimately like taking responsibility and then i think what you said is like it's not the thing like it wasn't actually the cleaning you know it was what was beneath that um which was what the criticism of that part of you made you feel like which is not enough a fraud a failure well, let's give a little bit of context here because it's like okay, well, what's I the feel cleaning like about we're, we're not telling the story down now yeah, well, let's go. We can tell. Okay. Yeah. So one of the things that we've had to work through um, is 
Um, which is, it's kind of funny because this is like, has been like a big thing for us, but (laughs) considering like our, our values are aligned, our vision for our life is aligned, our vision for who we are and how we show off is aligned. But the way that we clean when we first got together, I, well, I will take responsibility. I love how we use we. No, no. I will, I look at me. I I will take responsibility. There we go. Um, The way that I cleaned triggered Luca. <laughs> yes. Because Luca is a very cleanly person. And so in moving in together, um, there were things that about how I cleaned dishes and countertops and um, bathrooms mm-hmm. and all these things that um, I, I guess, it's, it's a very interesting thing when you come together because you realize that we were taught different things from our parents growing up. And not that my parents are unclean, my, are, like they were never unclean, but they just were taught to clean a different way. They yeah. just probably didn't have the best cleaning skills. You know, they weren't, my parents aren't OCD in, in cleanliness. Um, well, there are bigger fish to fry. Like, yeah. let's be honest, it's not the biggest thing to worry about. It isn't. But... But it's, Luca it's is funny very because you I are, was raised yeah. by my grandfather yeah. who was in the military and he used to iron his pillowcases, guys. Like, like everything why? had a place, <laughs> everything bed was always made, it was like it was military time. Um, very disciplined, very clean, very organized. Um, and that was how I was raised. And so I've I'm very particular. I was always taught if you do a job, this is not just cleaning, but if you do a job you do it right so you're proud that you, if someone comes up to you and asks who did this job, you can say, I did that job. And you're very proud of saying that. So that's sort of been my philosophy and principle in life. But it's also come out in like early, like my whole life I've been very clean and particular. I'm not necessarily completely OCD. I just, I'm very particular, I would very say. very particular. And so like I have certain cleaning habits, which means... You know, we use a towel for the hands. There's different towels. A, I didn't know this. The, and, and, and some people resonate. I've, I, I've chatted with a few people like well, some and friends. And the funny thing is too, like you, so I'm one of five and you, Luca has spoken with like my sister-in-laws and like my in-laws. Oh, yeah. So those that have married in. And so me and my siblings are all very similar in how we clean. Like it's, exactly. you know, that's how we learn. <laughs> it's learn. And from. not only that, I live, I've lived with your parents now. Yeah. And I can see exactly how it was handed well, down. Well, kind of. Like we don't live with them no no but, yeah. we live in the same house with them like it's just multiple different there's we live in a unit that's we live below. In a unit below yeah but i've seen how it's handed down and that's just how it is like we just learn the way we learn and it's not right or wrong but the point is i'm not right she's not wrong it's two different styles yeah. and for us to work together we both have to express our needs yeah and i understand that i can't just accept her to come all the way to my side i have to meet in the middle yeah and one of the reasons why i do have those tendencies was well one i like because a lot of my environment wasn't under control it's one of those when i was growing up it's one of those things that i can control it's like i can control this for my peace because if this is, and it's also a habit, so it's familiar. So if it's familiar to me and it's the way it's done, it's done the way it's always been done, then that to me is safety and peace. And so what was really happening at a deeper level when Danielle wasn't meeting the standards that I had for the cleanliness of our house was that my safety, my peace, and my serenity was taken away. That's mm-hmm. what I'm reading and feeling at a deeper level. So and we had to communicate that. And that's something that I had to realize because this is, I mean, perfect example of learning to not take things personally because I totally did at the beginning, right? Because his criticism of my cleaning ability come literally was triggering my belief that I'm not enough. 
Um, and I, and so him yeah, triggering like you that, were never enough. Like, like I was never, never enough. enough. Like, I was always nitpicking. He was always nitpicking me, which is something that you had to get better at as well. Communicating. And communicating that. And also, I was on the side of like, look, I'm happy to learn. Like, I'm happy to learn how to clean better. This is like a great thing, right? <laughs> it's not a bad thing to learn how to clean better. Yeah. However, I had to realize as well, it isn't actually like fully personal it is his the way that he grew up in the environment that he, you grew up in yeah. that was your control and yeah. so sometimes when we grow up in chaotic environments we have things that we want to control and that yeah we've come a long way like we haven't had any cleaning arguments in a long time you still say things once in a while yeah. and then you also realizing that it's kind of just who I am like I'm, I, I'm a very efficient person and sometimes I do things really fast and sometimes the efficiency doesn't lead to the detail. And so oh. there would be like, he, Luca would be like, look, there's crumbs behind the fruit basket on the edge of the, you know, countertop. You move super fast. I move and, fast. And you, you, you're not a diligent person. I'm going to, I'm saying that in the <laughs> most like, in, beautiful in cer- way. It told, in certain circumstances, right? Yeah. Like, but this is the thing. is exactly, I'm not exactly. Agreeing. But I'm not then when diligent. you get into graphic design, you are the most diligent and your eye is like... But I feel like with my I, clients... And yeah, and your clients... Well. Like when I... With certain areas where Danielle is so diligent. So it's not true 100% of the time. It's just true in certain areas where she doesn't value as much as oh, I do. When so we'd she, have arguments, I was like, well, I'm not meant to be a cleaning lady. Yeah, and that's okay. Because <laughs> we're not here to be cleaners. Like in an ideal... My ideal world, um, I want to hire a cleaner. And I want to have, you know, people cook meals for me. Like that's just how I want it in this life. Like, But right now it's not about us cleaning it's just about us understanding each other because i realize that there's many things that you're diligent with so like when we, for instance the example of graphic design so when i design something for like social media or some of my posts and stuff i or my website and that i look at something and i'm just like it does not process that way in oh my, my mind I'm and like, then he shows it to me, and I'm like, "What do you, Luca? What is this?" I'm yeah. like, "All the alignment is off. This is way close, too close to the edge." Like in my mind, I just like see chaos. And, and then see also, that. as a Virgo for you, you're very scheduled and, and detail oriented yeah. with your organization and your planning. And Luca isn't. And I'm not. <laughs> and so it baffles me. It goes. So, it goes fifty-fifty. Yeah. It's not always. I'm not diligent in every area of my life. I'm diligent in a certain area, and so is Danielle. It's just those areas weren't matching up. So we had to understand that we are actually diligent. It's just. We don't value the same things in those areas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that was a big, that was one of our biggest, one of our many relationship growths yeah. has come through cleaning the kitchen. Yeah. Cleaning and the taking kitchen. responsibility. And so, I've had to just come to accept you as you are and also yeah. understand like, are we both willing to grow in both in, in yeah. both directions? Yeah. Not yeah. just you grow to me, I grow to you. Is yeah. We can bro- grow both ways. Yeah. And both of us have to have a little bit of leeway. Yeah. Right? Because ultimately, if you were in a relationship with yourself, you everyone would go fucking bonkers. Like, we're in a relationship with someone who's different than us because that excites us. You and that I mean? also expands us. You don't want yeah. to be in a relationship with yourself because you'd get so bored because you'd do everything together. And for a while, you think this is the best thing. But then it's like there's no expansion because you're not doing anything new. <laughs> and you're not learning anything new. So there is that saying where it's like you only want to be 25% aligned. And then the 75% allows you for more growth and expansion. Yeah. The differing values, the differing... T- the differing actions that you have the differing behaviors it's like it allows you to expand yeah. so i think that's a really cool way to look at it as well is like don't try and get the person to be exactly like you mm-hmm. get them to understand you instead yeah yeah and on that note why don't we go back to where we were so we were talking about um how we moving 
Well, we had a breakthrough. Luca basically told me after I was like hoping to hear it for so long that we were meant to be together. Yeah. And then we, we decided to take it to the next level and you were actually finishing up your... You were going to travel to China for synchronized swimming. Yeah, I was going to a competition in China. Yeah. So you were going championships in China. Yeah. Um, at that point, you were moving out. Your lease was ending in another house. So I said to you, why don't we move in um, yeah. together? I had my own place and I was like, just come and move in for... You, you were actually not going to be there for that long. You came in for a week and then you're away for six weeks. Yeah. And at that point, you just had all your stuff at my place. Yeah. But we actually... Because I didn't I, have any family, so it's not like I could put my stuff anywhere. And I ended up like really missing you in that six weeks. Yeah, and we that just was decided really nice. to get together. But because I that went, was a very like beginning stage of our relationship of where... Like it's so interesting looking back because it's like both of us kind of knew that we were meant to be together, like obviously, but we we're kind of learning how to be together. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. we deeply cared. And like, I think in that time you told me that you loved me for the first time. And I was like holding the ground. I was like, I'm not going to say it first. Yeah. I was like so adamant. There were so many times when I wanted to tell you that I loved you. And I was like, I'm going to wait because I felt like I had really poured my heart out um, in many other ways. And I was like, I just wanted you to take that first leap. And yeah. I remember, yeah, it was really beautiful when and you I said did. it. And you did. And then so we we were living together for a while without you actually even being there, which was cool because our relationship got to expand. Yeah, and I was gone for absence. six weeks because I was on a training camp. Um, I had to go to my friend's wedding. I then went to world championships. Um, and I was gone for like a long... Well, it wasn't... I wasn't actually gone for that long, but I think you went away and I, and basically because you went away and I went away, we didn't see each other for like six or seven yeah. weeks. I went away to Bali. I did a retreat in Bali, like a personal development retreat, which was fucking awesome. I loved it. It was really expansive. Mm. Um, and we were like super... I was super inspired. Remember I was like messaging you. I was like, yeah, yeah. we got this. We're going to like do all this, make all this money, make... Do six this. million yeah. dollars in six months. Yeah, like crazy sort of stuff. And it's funny because you're just like, you're in it, right? And you're inspiring each other. You're super excited. And that's what you want just as long as you can ground it down and like yeah. take it... Take, play the long game. Um, but then we decided to move to Bali. We were like... Yeah, well, then I came back from World Championships and I published my book. That's right. And I did my book launch in yeah. Perth, which was really exciting. And I was in a really interesting stage in my life then too because I had published my book. I was going to start doing online programs and doing coaching. And I was in a total transition. Basically, like the, I had done this one thing for 18 years. It basically defined me. And then I was leaving it and I was leaving Perth, which is the place that really made me and very much made me who I am today as an adult. Um, and it, like it was a really big identity shift for me. And I don't think that I realized that as much at the time. Um, and then we... Um, we're going to move to Bali, but on the way to Bali, which is not on the way, but um, we went to... Well, well, hang on. We sold everything first. We sold everything, yeah. So we, let's, let's talk a little Sorry. bit about in depth of that process because yeah, us deciding to go to Bali, we've just got together and we were like wanting to shift out of what we were currently doing yeah. into coaching to what yeah. we're doing today. To we like went... This. I didn't have... We didn't have... You didn't have a podcast. I didn't have a podcast. podcast. I, we didn't I, have anything. We didn't have anything. I Nothing. was working with a coach and it was discovered at that point that I had the gifts to do what he was doing um, naturally because we're yeah. doing a lot of value exercises and everything. And I was like, wow, I want to do this. 
Mm-hmm. And so I declared I'm going to go do this. And I was wanting to do a, like more speaking stuff. Keep in mind, we didn't know the pandemic was coming. Yeah. So I was wanting to do more speaking stuff, but also like work online and coach online. Yeah. Um, but we like went all in, guys. Like I we, sold my car. He sold his car. I sold my car. Well, my car wasn't that mm-hmm. wasn't that great. <laughs> it was yeah. like a thousand dollars. But like we literally like left everything. We had no cash flow. We had uh, savings between us. Yeah, we had savings. Um, and but we didn't save as much as we wanted. As hindsight now, we we should have saved a lot more. Like this could be another podcast oh on God. on how we recommend you start your online business because I recommend that people don't do what we did. <laughs> Yeah, I don't say people do what we did, but we followed our guidance and <laughs> yeah. we actually learned so much from what we did, yeah, the way yeah, we did definitely. it. But we went to, on the way to Bali, we had gone, Danielle wanted to go back and see her family and then do a book launch as well yeah, we did a in, book Vancouver. Launch in Vancouver. And it was because it was my mom's 70th birthday. That's right. Yeah, so that's Oof. why we came back to Vancouver. Also because like I kind of knew, and I had told my parents, like, and keep in mind, they met Luca when he was my quote-unquote friend. And I had told my parents, basically, I was like, this man means a lot to me. Like, we want to spend our lives together. We weren't engaged at this point or anything. Um, and so I just, I wanted, my family means a lot to me. I'm one of five children. Like, I have a huge family, and I love them so much. Um, and I've, I've spent a lot of my life, not a lot of my life, but I spent like six years, six or seven years, like, away from them. So... And my family, like my brother and sister-in-laws have been in my life, some of them for like almost 20 years. So we have been this solid family unit with just nieces and nephews being born for so long. And then for, you know, people have known forever that there's this going to be this other person, Danielle's partner that comes in. Um, and they thought that that would be my ex-partner, um, which it obviously isn't. And so everyone was kind of like suspicious of who is this guy that Danielle's bringing home to Vancouver. Um, my brother-in-law thought that Luca would look like Aquaman <laughs> for some reason. Mike thought he would be like Aquaman. And um, yeah, it was just really important for me that Luca met my family. I had met your family because your family's yeah. more in Perth. And I just, my family means a lot to me. So um, we came back to Vancouver and... We, we spent went a on, month here. Yeah, and we went on a, we the, went on a family on cruise. A family cruise. So I hadn't met any really he any of the siblings. Oh my god, and this we're is so crazy! This, on this cruise ship going to Alaska, um, I obviously was allowed to go because there was a spare ticket available. So I joined. Yeah. And I'm meeting someone. Someone I'm met like left. Fully, but I'm just he wasn't fully immersed. Yeah. I'm just fully immersed. He was in like trapped on a boat with my 25 member family for like four like, days. Okay, let's go. Oh. Let's do this. And so that was a huge experience. I, I mean, I can blend in anywhere I go. I can I can do that. But it was yeah. definitely an internal coming back to Vancouver at that point. Definitely brought up a lot for me. Yeah. It brought up like because I think your family are a bit apprehensive of like people just coming into the family and like, yeah, which I feel like you could understand now with your perspective, but like then it was like, yeah, it was just this person that no one had met. Right. Yeah. It's like a, like your family's got like a vetting process. Yeah. They kind of do. They're kind of funny like that. And it's just because we're, we've been together for so long, you know, like it's, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so my family was like a bit apprehensive of, of Luca to, to, you know, um, and I think that that was hard for you. Um, and you know, I have a pretty good relationship with my parents in, in many ways. Um, and my parents are beautiful human beings. And so it brought up a lot of stuff for you around just 
how family dynamics work. Yeah, and my like, family dynamics so different. Yeah. Like I was... Luca really was asking me, he's like, why are your parents picking us up from the airport? Like that, like to that level of like, I'm like, why wouldn't they? Like in my, in my mind, I'm like, if I flew in, you know, for, for my parents would be, they would, I haven't seen them in a while. They're so excited. They want to pick me up from the no, airport. No, whereas to me, it was like, what do I have to do in order yeah. to pay this back? Yeah. It was never like something just given to me. It was like, you have to do something for me now. Yeah. In that sort of sense. And that wasn't necessarily my mother. That was my stepfather. Mm-hmm. And also, like, yeah, other people in the family. So, yeah. so it was a big. It was it was challenging. Like you were thrown into the fucking deep end. Yeah. Really, I was. And mate, throw me in the flames. I'll walk out and like a you phoenix. Survived. <laughs> I'll and fly now, out like a phoenix. Yeah, we'd say now. Now it'd be so fun to go. And now, yeah. yeah. yeah so it's and so anyway, we went to Bali after this, yeah. and I was bloody like, thank God. I'm going to Bali because I was like ready to be, I was done with Vancouver at that point. <laughs> and um, we began that journey together in Bali. We actually ended up flying straight in and um, I was co-facilitating a retreat there, yeah. helping facilitate a retreat there with a guy, the retreat that I went the year earlier on. Yeah. And that was really fun because we're like staying at this amazing place. We met Xavier met some friends there we became good friends with them we decided to go and find our place in Bali to like rent and so we ended up after that retreat we ended up going to find our place in Bali Bali was like we were there for a whole year yeah one of the most expansive things I've done in my life was the whole year in Bali and challenging yeah that's what I mean it was was challenging that's what expanded me yeah we had financial issues so we like ended up getting really close down to zero yeah we were just starting our coaching business, so we had no no presence online. Yeah, we um, also knew nothing. Like we didn't know like anything about. Business, I think I, I did a business. yeah I did a re- podcast recently on like my online business journey. Like I didn't know we didn't know anything about like how anyone builds a course, how you make money, like what is Stripe, how are you paid, how to create an email, what is a website versus a landing page, how do you attract people, what is your message? Like we knew absolutely nothing like we were starting so we had to learn how to run a business plus also deepen our own personal practices and skills so we could help our clients but it wasn't like clients were running through the door for us we Mm -hmm. had to sort of like build up our presence create online content and then eventually yeah clients kept coming in and coming in but it was never enough to really sustain us for the first year and a half two years no first year and a half and then we started to like sustain our business but yeah we would like have to figure out okay how are we going to pay for this like bill up for the next month um and then i'll be like oh my god i have a because i had a business in canada from a couple of years ago that was still paying me monthly and i had a heap of money in the bank account and i was like oh my god there's next month's rent yeah and we well, like that. you like i feel like we were in master manifester mode that first well, year i think like, it was you, huge like... support from because we took the leap in the right direction yeah and, and we were supported. Like, we were in alignment. So we ended up manifesting like a hundred grand in a year or something. Like, which is crazy. A hundred grand in a year. Like yeah. we ended up manifesting through different avenues of like ways that money was brought in. Um, and so like, I think it's such an interesting place that we put ourselves in because not only were we developing our relationship, but at the same time we were growing our business and we had pressure on mm. us. And we also really wanted to help the fuck out of our clients and the people in our world. Um, and so there was just like all of these layers on top of each other. And Bali was such, I actually now in hindsight, Bali was really hard for me. Um, 
you know, I loved what I was doing, but like in my internal growth, I have been somebody that's had friends around, you know, um, my whole life. And I was very kind of isolated there. Um, uh, like from my own doing, I think that was what was supposed to happen. And I was just really in this phase of like very much kind of finding myself. It was kind of around the time in my Saturn return ish in all this time. Um, if you're into astrology and I, yeah. And I was also struggling with my health a lot because I had major burnout after competing for so long and I was just so fucking exhausted. My hair was falling out. I was having UTIs all the time. I was having really challenging health issues. Mm-hmm. I was trying to get to the bottom of that. And so there was just so many layers of challenges and then our relationship stuff. And then as well, like Bali is, um, like if you fall know anything about ley lines in the world, Bali is a conjunction of it's like six ley lines or something like that. So it's a really high energetic portal place. And we were living in Ubud at the time, which is like the highest, most intense energy place in Bali. And so it's one of those places where you go and all of your stuff is brought up. So we were definitely like working through our own stuff. I was working through so much stuff around my own self, um, love and self worth. Um, and you know, I'm so grateful that I went through all those challenges because it ended up creating, you know, the program that I have today, plus something else that happened in life, which we'll talk about called worthy you know and so like all these experiences even though they were so challenging they also led us to where we are now um Mm -hmm. and like in many ways our relationship was beautiful but we i think because the pressure of our business growth like there it was challenging and it was the pandemic right on top of that well the pandemic hit and then we were like okay are we gonna stay in bali or are we gonna go home because everyone was like leaving the island and we were like okay yeah. What the hell are we going to do? And we could sort of feel the pressure of like in the scarcity of everyone else and like, oh, I'm going to get home, I'm going to get home, I'm going to leave, I'm going to leave. And we were like, we don't feel like we're meant to go back to Perth because it just doesn't feel right. Yeah. So we were like, let's just stay. Let's just hang it out. Let's just let's just wait it out because a lot of people were like, oh, Bali's going to change, guys. Like, I wouldn't stay here. And we're yeah. like, no. There was a lot of scarcity and people were saying, you know, I think it was it's amazing. Beginning. It was, it was so awesome. great to be no there. people there yeah. and we were like all there with like the core crew. Yeah. So we were hanging out with like the core yeah. crew and it was fun. And this is where like, you know, I think that it's so important to understand that like there can be polarity in life. Like I was going through, you know, in hindsight, what was really challenging, but also in the polarity, there was a lot of really cool aspects to being there. We got our foster puppy. Um, foster puppy. Foster puppy mm-hmm. named Mirka. Um, we got to go on some cool trips for your 30th birthday because there was so many discounts because of the pandemic. Like we found a really cool community of people more so because there was like less people there. So there was that polarity of like, it was really challenging and there was so much beauty in it at the same yeah. time. Um, I also the- went on the brave retreat. So I went on Tim Morrison's yeah. retreat. Um, I think just before the pandemic really, really hit, yeah. which was really expansive for my energy and our relationship. Yeah, that was so beautiful. Like I did a lot of shadow work on that. I did a lot of like masculine empowerment around yeah. that, really like claiming my power. Yeah. So I came back feeling very like liberated and sort of ready to take on the next level of our relationship. Yeah. Which was cool. And then that was around then that you really opened up about some deeper things in your life as well, which expanded our relationship. Yeah. Too, right? It's a lot of like deep shadow stuff that I wanted to like take to the grave. Right. And so if you look at that, if you've got, if you answer that question of yourself, if you've got anything that you want to take to the grave with you, the thought of sharing it actually makes you shiver or makes you really anxious. Mm. I, I one know exactly how that feels. And two, highly recommend you find a safe space to let that out because you don't want to carry that 
anxious mm-hmm. energy in you. Mm-hmm. If you carry that anxious energy in you, you will shackle yourself to that experience and that frequency. Mm-hmm. So for me, liberation was really, um, really stepping forward when I allowed myself to step forward and release what I had, you know, deep within me. Mm-hmm. And that was really powerful because we had a really beautiful moment in Bali where we were able to expand ourselves together and really form a deep, intimate connection because we let, you know, yeah. some of these deeper shadow stuffs up and had a conversation about it. And I think you guys do yourself a huge favor and actually speak speak about what you're really afraid of or what really you're ashamed of inside you that you're holding on to. Speak about that to your partner. Speak about that to someone really close to you if you don't have a partner mm-hmm. because it's it's very, very liberating and revealing when you can be fully seen as you are. And there is so many reasons to be scared whether the person's going to love and accept you afterwards, but mm-hmm. you know and trust in your heart that the right person will always love you. And mm-hmm. if they don't, they're not the right person. Yeah. And then it means that the old energy is being cleared out when they do leave your field. Mm. Mm. Yeah. It was really powerful for our relationship to share that and made a big shift. And then... Then we were like super intimate for like a week straight. Well... 10 days or two weeks straight. Yeah, but it was like, that's, that's quite a common in our relationship. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I think like as you've fully seen more in the relationship, you start to have different and deeper connections. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what happened after all of this was... We decided to come back. We decided to go to Canada. And some people, like, my mom is still confused. We weren't kicked out of Bali. We chose to leave Bali. Um, it was really confusing time in the world because of the pandemic. And so many people didn't know what was going on. And especially in Indonesia, um, it's a beautiful country. But when you're an English-speaking person in a country where English is not... The, the native tongue, like um, it's Bahasa, um, like a, and the, the communication with what was going on f- for um, uh, expats there was very confusing and we just weren't sure. The international airport was closed. We weren't sure if it was the safest space for us to be moving forward. And we also kind of felt like Bali, our chapter in Bali was over. Yeah. And right. so we left, we came back. We left, but we got stuck in Jakarta. We got stuck in Jakarta because <laughs> we had a foster puppy with us. And this is sort of like trusting the process because... Our foster puppy, you're not allowed to take dogs off the island of Bali. So we had to yeah. smuggle her out. And we, we didn't want to keep her as we were leaving. Well, why we didn't did want we take her? Like, the reason we took our foster puppy, well, at the beginning of the pandemic to go back, Luca was like, let's just take care of a foster puppy. And I was like, this is a really big decision. He's like, I've already told them that we're picking one up. And I was like, Luca, we should talk about this. Anyways, we got a puppy. We fell in love with her. She had health conditions. We, when we were trying to know, knew that we had to leave, we actually couldn't get back into Australia. Number one, because flights were like 40 hours and like $5,000. Keep in mind, it's a three hour flight to go to Perth. Um, and number two, it's very complicated laws to bring dogs into Australia because of biodiversity. So that's kind of the reasons why we came to Canada um, because we could bring her because we couldn't leave her. We was basically would have been because leaving her on the street. Yeah, and she's I, got like, health complications. Yeah, and so I couldn't she's live a special with needs dog. And so we, <laughs> we brought her with us. We decided to pay to get her off the island. So they basically drive her for four days. And she wasn't eating what she would normally eat because of her health condition. So she was in a bit more of a poorer state. But we were picking her up direct from the airport. So she was basically getting dropped off the airport after a four-day drive. Mm-hmm. When we saw her... 
you know, she wasn't in the best state. She was very weak. And I'm like... She was so weak. And she was throwing up. She was throwing like, up. Like, like she had to drink like water constantly. and throw it up. And so we were like, I don't know if she's going to survive this flight. And we were a bit nervous. Because it's a, like, it was like a 30-hour flight, right? right? And that's like that plus, that's a lot of stress for a dog. Especially if they don't know what's going on. And she on. was super anxious in the cage. And she was really anxious. And, um, and we ended up, we got all the way in. We were literally about to board the flight. Like, Mirka was already on the plane. Yeah. And then they came up to us and they wouldn't let us board the plane to go to Canada. And because I was of my, like, my, it was my issues with my, because uh, Canada at the time would only let in citizens and uh, common law partners of yeah. citizens. And I was obviously a common law partner, but I didn't have enough evidence to prove that I was. Yeah. And we needed all this documentation and apparently it wasn't enough. So we were stranded at the airport we had to wait for our dog to get off and which was Talk actually about, a blessing like, in disguise this is like all about trusting the process right like a part of this journey be- with Mirka because if i truly believe that if we had gone to canada then she would have died she would yeah. have died on the plane and that would have just been horrible because there was actually family waiting on the other side that we're going to give her to and so we ended up getting stuck in jakarta for 16 days yeah, um, in, a hotel, in a hotel, dog-friendly hotel. Dog it was actually friendly. a nice hotel. Yeah, we stayed in a nice we hotel. Enjoyed. We didn't like Jakarta, but we enjoyed the no. hotel. But like, and this is like the craziness and the frustration of it. And the, these things happen in life, right guys? The only way we could contact the Canadian embassy was like on Mondays and Thursdays. And they were only open by telephone for like five hours of the day. And when we, that flight that day, it was a Friday. And then the Monday was a public freaking holiday. So So they were closed. So we had to wait till Thursday. Anyways, it ended up taking 16 days for them to approve us to leave Which is good because now Mirka, she ended up sleeping for, this is our puffy. She ended up sleeping for 24 hours straight Mm -hmm. without eating or anything. And she basically recuperated and became really really healthy and so she was good we were just having her in a pet friendly hotel which was awesome we just carried on doing our business and all that sort of stuff but we then ended up boarding the flight when she was healthy and made our way back to canada and got in so fine they didn't even look at my my paperwork when we got in so yeah it was perfect because i think one it saved her um and two we we got some time to like sort of together and ground ourselves before we flew back to Canada. But then... Then then we're back in Canada. Yeah. And then we went straight, basically straight into Canadian winter in the pandemic. And so if you're thinking like, that's like depression session right there. Yeah. Like ultimate depression session. Um, And um, for a a little bit, we're like living like with my parents um, because that's all the space that we had um, when we first got back. And like... It was really challenging. Yeah. It was really challenging. And that's kind of when the... It was challenging because we got back September, October, November, and the winter kicked in. And then in November or December, December. we had a huge shift in our relationship. Um, what ended up happening was Danielle and I nearly broke up in December. Mm-hmm. I was going through a moment where I've got this... I've realized now I've got these two patterns. One's a generational pattern where all the men in my lineage had broken relationships and were either un, were also unfaithful. And so there was this pattern generationally that was uh, looking for 
don't know whether it's love elsewhere or for just mm, unable to hold a relationship. It's like an old pattern that's like. Yeah. But also, it's like the, relationship. I think the validation and the thrill, right? Of. Well, the like, second thing was yeah. that for me, one was I crave like this feminine connection and I've always had to work through this is like because I feel like it has come from a place where I didn't necessarily have the love that I needed from my mum when I was growing up so I think it's 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 shown up as this sort of need to have feminine connection and um, two when love and everything is so present in my life I don't know what to do with it so Danielle yeah. had had given me all this love and I'm in this like very loving family and I'm just like fucking hell this is so foreign so it didn't feel really that comfortable to it me it was like kind of like a self-sabotage moment really. 100% so, and one of the challenges like in our relationship at the beginning which was like I just had so much love for Luca um and like I had to kind of almost like drip feed it <laughs> like yeah. for lack of a better term just because you were kind of you were kind of healing um your hurt and you couldn't handle it and um and that was triggering for me as well because it was like this again another belief that I worked through in my mind is if I shine too bright I'm too much for people and like when I'm in my full light I'm too much and people yeah. can't handle me and so it's like when that was what would happen I would, would push happen. you away. He literally like, would put his hand out and like, like literally his hand out from his chest and like push me away because it, I was like loving him too much. He would just go too much love, too much love. And I would, and I would also like, you would like gently like sort of scratch my, like, or just like, you know, like, like little tickles on the skin, which yeah. I love. And I'm like, at annoyed. that point, my nervous system was not ready for that. And I'd be like, no, don't do that. It's annoying. Yeah. You're it's like, annoying. stop touching me. And now I'm like, do it all the time like it's so nice so you know my body wasn't prepared for that love and so we ended up going through a huge process where I was like about to leave and I wanted to be with other women um or I wanted to necessarily like I bonded I trauma bonded with this one particular person yeah to be honest to be honest and that to me when I talk about a trauma bond was that I felt she and I had gone through certain experiences, so I felt like, oh, okay, this is someone who sort of knows. But what I've gone through, because I felt like I was so foreign in this yeah. family, and I sort of felt like I didn't yeah. really it's like, have an opportunity to be really understood because yeah. I didn't really like get how you guys operate, right? I didn't get how you guys operate, and I'm like, this is so fucking We're weird. Like, what do you guys want from me? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And so sometimes, you know, we can do this in, in many different, like, levels. For you, it was kind of like the broken home, broken family, like, bond. But, like, sometimes people can do this around, like, especially around, like, for women that, that have body image struggles, you can definitely trauma bond around that. Like, you'll be around other friends that also feel that way because you feel like a camaraderie in that. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, as well, if someone kind of leaves that, then you can feel really triggered. So it's like a really interesting way to look at who it is that we're bonding with in mm -hmm. our life. And, and not that like, I don't think that bonding with people over trauma is a bad thing. Like it just is a thing to be aware of, you know, well, if you, it's, it's, it's not a bad thing if you're aware of it. Yeah, exactly. First of all, because it's like, Oh, there's commonalities. Yeah. You know, like course, veterans like, seek, veterans seek yeah, veterans. Like cancer survivors. Cancer survivors seek, you know, cancer survivors. it makes total sense. But it's when you guys 
it's when you perpetuate the circumstances that have occurred in your life mm-hmm. together and you feed off them together and sort of put yourself in that more so victimized state. Yeah. And that's where it can get really uncomfortable and challenging for you to break free from. Yeah. And so I identified that. Um, yeah. It was super triggering for me because I felt all this stuff of like, no one understands me. I was actually doing a lot of spiritual bypassing at that point too. I was like saying, no, this is like deep past life connection stuff. And it was a lot of hogwash that I was talking about. Um, obviously seeing outside of the lens of, of what I was looking at at that point in my life, I can see that it was all trauma bonding and it was all me stuck in a pattern, breaking generational patterns. So what ended up happening was... Well, and like, it was also hard too because it was the pandemic and it was winter and it was around Christmas. And while we are going through all of this, we're still doing what we do. We're still coaching and running programs and stuff. And so that was like one of the hardest experience. One I've been through, as, as everyone, I've been through challenging times, but that was like from a personal heartache perspective like I there was literally like I almost didn't eat for a week like because I actually felt like my heart had been ripped out of my chest and it was really 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 challenging and as well because I couldn't fully like one of the things that I, I love about what I do now is like I get to be fully authentic and I couldn't really be fully authentic at that time because we were in it and I think that sometimes if you're in it, it's not time for you to share your gaping wound. It was a fucking gaping wound at that time. Uh-huh. And it was... Share from your scars. Yeah, share from your scars. And now it is a scar. And, you know, it was a gift in so many ways I see now because I feel like I was really calling forward a deeper level of myself, my self-worth, my like own radiance. And so in that time even though I felt like my heart was fucking ripped out of my chest and I literally was playing out different timelines of okay what would it look like if Luca leaves in January what would it look like if uh, if I'm completely on my own and from a logistic point of view that was really scary as well because everything is tied like we do everything together like we have separate business accounts but like everything is so intertwined with with how we live um, because we believe that we're going to get married and, and, and be together. So like, why wouldn't it be? Um, and I was really called to use my tools and I cried a lot. Mm-hmm. I cried so much, but also in that I found a lot of personal power and I found a lot of peace. And I also found this like trust after in the that. universe. Not yeah. Well, after. kind of like a little bit yeah after yeah. the initial shock like it was about it was about a six week five six week period this yeah. whole thing and i yeah i just went into this place of okay if the person that i think is going to be who i love um and spent who's going to be the father of my children the person that i spend the rest of my life with if he's going to leave and my timeline looks totally different and i'm absolutely in love with him okay what does it look like if I truly believe and if I tell my clients this or something better, if I truly believe that everything's happening in your favor, then I need to be able to hold myself through this. And it was the greatest fucking gift. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll pass it off to you. Yeah. Well, then you ended up seeking out some plant medicine because obviously plant medicine has you know, a great past history and success rate with me. So you found this plant medicine journey with which was a boga yeah and i was scared shitless of a boga because it's one of the most fearful and intense plant medicines 
and you found a you found a place that I was doing in a couple of weeks had two vacancies I ended up like speaking with the guy and got in got one of those mm-hmm. two places and um, it basically took me deep into all my ancestral stuff and plant medicine isn't something that I after many experiences have not seek sorted out I don't look for it I let it find me 100% of the time I don't unless I feel an absolute call and then I will seek it but very rarely that happens um, I have a deep reverence for it because it puts you in a whole nother place of like state of mind and, and it might it's not necessarily for everyone like it's not for everyone at all and it's just something that it was aligned because we were going through such a deep thing I was like the only thing that's gonna and it's not about moving through it fast but it's like I feel like I sometimes like, it's needed to get to the bottom of yeah. something that you can't do yourself because I was, I was saying to him at this time, I was like, I think you're spiritual bypassing. I think you're trauma bonding. If someone's spiritual bypassing and trauma bonding, they don't want to be told that, right? Mm. Like He was like, no, like, what are you talking about? This is how I really feel. And I had to really honor him in how he was feeling. We had a lot of conversations at this time. Um, I had like, a lot of anger coming up. had a up. lot of anger. You would, you would be that you would ha- hold me while I cried. And you felt horrible too. Like, I know it was hard for you because you did love me. It was just, yeah. you were just in this really interesting space. Yeah. Um, and So I went away to the island? And I, he went around to the island and I was doing my own work at that time. And I was really practicing the principles that I teach. Um, and I remember being in a space of, because the power of manifestation comes from releasing expectation. And I was really in this space of, I'm going to let him go on this retreat or this thing for the weekend and I'm going to know that I'm absolutely fucking worthy of being in this relationship and I do want this but I'm going to release any expectation that I think is going to come from him or I think that he needs to say or do or whatever like I I really had to release which was so hard right this is like the love of what I believe is the love of my life who I we have talked about babies and children and wedding and all these things and I felt like he was slipping through my fingers but I had to hold this deep belief if it's not this and it's something better Danielle and you are strong enough to survive this and it was such a liberating space for me to be in because one of the things that I realized in our relationship is that I can go into a very codependent mode in a relationship and this is something that I realized um, through seeing my parents my parents are a lot more codependent and I didn't want to be in that codependent space and I think probably before that I was maybe in a bit of codependency not that being codependent is bad but I would feel like I was in the shadow of the codependency mm-hmm. um, and I I completely released expectation of what was going to happen and I was ready for either side I was fucking nervous but I was ready for either outcome yeah yeah the journey was really intense for me like I was it was something that I was very physically daunted by like I was physically scared about what I was going to face in that plant medicine journey because it's a 24 hour like psychoactive journey and I ended up seeing one of my guides which was next level we process all this past experiences it was just phenomenal I don't want to share too much about it because it was very intimate and only sort of share it more privately but um you went through a powerful experience I went through a powerful experience I think I ended up crying probably for about three hours 
um, just letting out all this stuff. It's funny, the house that we were staying in had the exact same shape outline as like the house that I lived in when I was little with my mum and my stepfather, which we had very like terrifying, I had very terrifying experiences in that house. And when I was like nine and the house that I was doing this journey in was the exact same layout, the exact same layout. And I'm like, are you kidding me? So that was really interesting. A lot of like generational trauma that I was clearing from my mum's side. There was a lot of like darkness. Cleared a lot of that for them in that line and that lineage so it stops going down. Mm. And I just cried. I remember just crying and being like, I'm sorry. I'm so, so sorry. I remember saying it to you. I was like, I'm so, so sorry. I just kept saying that over and over again. Um, and I think it's really important too when people are going through bad experiences traumatic experiences or acting in ways that are not in their highest expression to really just hold space for people because they're not themselves and one thing that we have to remember is that we're all born in purity that we're born in love and we come in in love and it's through our experiences that we're conditioned into who we become later in life and when we find this path that we're sort of inviting you to go deeper into is the path where you actually reclaim that purity and reclaim your power and you let go of the conditioning that you experienced growing up because then you find more peace because that's who you are you are peace it's it's the pain that you've collected along the way that takes you away from that peace and, and that's what like that happened that's what happened in that what, experience yeah i feel like what that in some ways taught both of us is like the power of like if you're dealing with something going straight into the eye of the needle. Like we went straight into it. Not everyone has the capacity to do that. Like both of us had support. Like I had friends and I had my mentor and that was holding me through that. You went and reached out to a therapist as well that you were speaking to. to You were speaking to your friends. So we definitely were held in it, but we went straight in. And the power is, even though that's freaking scary, you can move through things really fast. I've seen like potently and authentically and truly and quickly um and what happened on the sunday so he he went on a ferry on the friday you went and did, what did I do on a sunday what you remember you gave me a call and he had told me that he wasn't going to call me so basically he went on the ferry on thursday or friday and then went on his journey like friday saturday and he was like saying he said to me he was going to have his phone off and not talk to me until like the monday or tuesday and i was like okay um and i remember you called me on Sunday and I was like shaking because I was like so nervous. Cause I was like, this could be the phone call where you tell me that, you know, like it's not yeah. meant to be together. And then you just say to me again, you're like, I'm so sorry. Like it was always you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it makes and me then, cry. And, and then I was just like, March, crying. March, April, April. No, was it March? April? April 15th. April 15th. We got engaged. Yeah. Little do you know when you're going through so much hell, what's on the other side? I know. And And like through that as well, like I'm so grateful for that too because like that created my program worthy. Like I went through that and then worthy. That created your worth. Yeah. That That like reclaimed your power. Ignited my worth and my like personal power. And I think of like, I know that that program has just changed so many women's lives. I'm so grateful for all the women that have been through it. And like, I know that it saves women, it has saved women's lives. And it's like, I would, I'm so glad that I went through that 
for that to be the product on the other side. I don't mean physical product, but the product to be able to help people through what I learned mm-hmm. um, and everything that I embodied. Um, and I'm so proud of that. And yeah. We got so then we got engaged. engaged. We <laughs> got engaged in April. And we actually, which was what, April last year? Yeah. We were engaged. Jesus, September now, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. So that was... And then we were just waiting to get your PR. Then we applied for permanent residency. So I like it was almost like all the commitments. I went and did apply medicine ceremony. You went and did apply medicine ceremony. <laughs> but all the commitments started to really happen once I cleared yeah. that and I decided I am here now. I'm committed. Mm-hmm. And so making that commitment was like really like a nail in the in the coffin, so to speak, to like breaking that pattern. I was like, no, I declare that I'm with you now. I'm making this commitment whereas a long time it's very hard it was very hard for me to make commitments and I would break commitments after a certain period of time because I would get through into that pattern so I decided to break that pattern I was I cleared the I'd cleared the problem the pain the source of what was creating that pattern Mm. and that's the work we go we go in to get out Mm. we got to go in to get out. got to go in to get out. And um, we did that. And so, yeah, it was been a, we, we ended up applying for permanent residency. I'm now a permanent resident of Canada, which Ooh. is awesome. We've deepened our relationship over like month by month by month. I feel yeah. like it got better and better and better and better. And it's like even just recently when we left Perth and we went to Bali, we had another huge sort of breakthrough. But it wasn't a breakthrough through um, deep work. We haven't had any deep shit come up Uh, yeah i guess you've been healing your nervous system a little bit but it was just like you know one of the things that i'm like so grateful for which i never experienced is like i think the narrative that we hear in culture is that it's really exciting at the beginning in your relationship and then it just like kind of like fizzles out and you gotta you know keep the flame alive um and like you know even just a few months ago it was like all of a sudden this like newfound passion like came through both of us we don't know where it came from but it was just like so beautiful um and a deeper level of like opening your heart my heart was open yeah and we just came together in a new way and like from the bottom of my heart our relationship i say that like keeps getting better like and like we have more gratitude and more love and more and th- that also does don't, don't think that me and Luca like sit and stare into each other's eyes every fucking day you know what I mean like we live our life definitely doesn't happen we don't we don't we like but joke there's, around there's times but where there's I like times. I hold you and say I love you very much yeah you you're know? gonna make me cry <laughs> and yeah that's huge and that's that's mm-hmm. testament to the work that we've done I think and it's just getting started I I, I really feel like um what's really contributed to our access is one our willingness to look within two to actually lean in and do the work yeah um and three our ability to communicate our needs and our desires and what we're feeling guys you gotta get super comfortable with communicating your feelings like like especially when it's uncomfortable and this is where i like you kind of do need both parties and to be able to know that they can do the work and the communication this is a really important thing. Like, I feel like when you're communicating the challenging things to come from a neutral place. If Luca yelled at me or if I yelled at him, we're both going to be triggered as fuck, right? Like, and so it's a very different thing to say something that's a bit uncomfortable to be like, hey, can I share this information with you? As opposed to, dang, you're doing this, da, da, da. You know what I mean? Like, because then anyone's going to go into defense mode. So that's been a, like a really 
powerful thing to do. Like we'll go on a walk and we'll talk about something that's uncomfortable. You know, it'll make both of us a bit uncomfortable and then we'll move through it, you know? And I think it's been so important as well, like constantly, even in that really hard time when we almost broke up, the fucking hardest question that I asked myself because I felt like the ultimate victim, right? Like the ultimate victim. My partner has gone and found another person that he wants to be with, possibly. That's like for a normal society, we'd go, oh yeah, they totally get to be the victim. I asked myself, how did I draw this into my life? How can I take responsibility for this situation? That was freaking hard because I didn't want to for a while, but now in hindsight, I see why it happened and how I drew it into my life. And so the power of being responsible for your own emotions in a relationship is so important. Like anything that comes up, and sometimes we'll laugh about it because sometimes Luca will do something that triggers me and I'll be really angry at him and I'll just like go into my office and I'll just like take my time and just like, and then I'll come back like a few hours later and I'll laugh and I'll be like, hey, I was really angry at you, but now like I'm over it. You know what I mean? And so, but also being willing to take responsibility and know what shit is mine. Yeah. You know, and what, how to how to take care of myself and hold myself because I feel like our ability to hold ourselves through anything has been our like key to success in this relationship along with um, communication. I agree. And this is just like, I feel like this could just be the prelogue. This could just be chapter one. Well, it's it's definitely chapter one. Like we're going to expand so much more. There's I think life is difficult there are challenges it can also be um very very beautiful i don't mm-hmm. think it's one or the other and it's more so one or the other but i think there's a really cool quote that explains this and how i feel about this is um it's from bruce lee it's most of us pray for an easy life but instead we need to pray for the strength to endure a difficult one mm. and that's really powerful and meaningful for me because I think it's really true is that life isn't innately easy. Mm-hmm. What is easy when it becomes easy is when we become uh, mentally stronger to deal with the difficult things mm-hmm. and to understand. And what I feel like that means is to understand that difficult things don't break you down. They build you up. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think it's really important to cultivate that strong mentality, that strong mm-hmm. mindset to know that whatever is happening will ultimately help me get to where I'm going and where mm-hmm. I'm needing to go. It's a part of my destiny. It's a part of my my dharma. It's a part of my purpose. And like, even if you, I think it's so important to know, like, even if you find your most aligned twin flame soulmate in the world, like, it still takes work. Like, yeah. it still takes work. You know, it doesn't mean that just because like we only ever seen the movies when they prance off into the sunset, but we don't see the next day or when the challenges face and like it can be the most beautiful thing that you've ever experienced. And there can still be hard, challenging moments or it can still be boring moments there. But it can also be something like I feel like our relationship is like proof of like it gets to grow in how good it can be. And we're also growing together. Yeah. Like we have very similar values where we want to go and we also give each other our space yeah that's been a really big thing learning how to give each other space yeah like learning what each other needs because we work together and we live together and it's honestly fine like we get along really really well but like there's a point where we inspire each other we also give each other that space 
for, to get our own needs. Like we don't like you go and do your show. I go and play my poker and bloody do whatever. Like the other yeah. day I sat on the couch and played five hours of the PlayStation, like played yeah, game, weekend, just gaming. Yeah. Like um, I'll go and play my touch football. Like we'll go and do I think our it's separate so important, things. Yeah, to have your things that like light you up individually because then you have things that like you love to yeah. do together even more and then you know? also and we, we do a lot do, of things together yeah we do a lot together but we just have our things that like we'll we'll just we and we didn't know that at the beginning we didn't know how to give each other space. no probably me I'll but we also want to grow together yeah we also really want to grow together too so like that i think is a very big part of the success of where we're at now mm-hmm. um, we're aligned and that's awesome but when we're not aligned we don't try and make each other aligned in those areas we've got to just come to understand each other and accept each other for as we are but be willing to go in both directions don't try and pull one person in the relationship more your side and the other person more the other side like meet in the middle i think that's the key to the success of a relationship is you got to meet Mm. in the middle and you got to communicate your your needs and your emotions What a story. Yeah. It's cool. It's just starting. I know. It's just starting. We're we're, we're, We're getting, um, we have an exciting year ahead of us. We are getting married next year, which I'm so excited for. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm really excited for our wedding. It's such a funny thing. we're We're trying to apply for a certain thing. Yeah. We're not telling people yet. Okay. When do we tell people? Well, I feel like in a couple months we'll tell people. When we've applied. Applied. Yeah. (laughs) we're going to apply for something um next year which we're really excited about we're running a retreat like we've got a retreat our retreat's gonna be next yeah if you guys haven't already checked out illumina it's on Mm. both of the links and our instagram in our bio um illumina is an empowerment retreat that we're running in bali in may 2023 it's going to be the first in-person thing we've done together yeah um where you're going to spend seven nights eight days with us in a secluded uh beachside resort it's frigging incredible the accommodation is luxe the the retreat is going to be luxe it's going to be so full heartwarming heart opening expanding and empowering it's all based around empowerment Mm -hmm. we're not here to do deep 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 healing we will do deep healing if it needs to come to it but we don't go searching for it we are here to empower you we are here to create an empowered mindset that helps you go through the difficult things but also step into your power and your and your vision your destiny and and so you will leave going okay I'm here to do this mm-hmm. and I feel powerful in myself to do it. And really nourished as well. Like we, yeah. it'll be a lot of like healing your nervous system, like healing soothing the nervous, your nervous system, system, massages, beautiful food, nature, like incredible community. And you're going like, to be around these conversations for seven days, eight, eight, seven nights, eight days. Imagine yourself yeah. immersed in these conversations with us and with special guests coming in to get your mind in the right frame of mind yeah. so if you want to join that there is still early bird actually early bird Until finishes october. october so in three weeks till early bird is done yeah um then it goes up to three thousand three hundred and thirty three us dollars right now it's two thousand nine hundred ninety nine yeah. us dollars and know that that includes like everything including like obviously accommodation and all of your meals and like ev- you like once you get to the retreat you won't really unless you want to buy spend a dollar souvenir unless you buy a yeah, souvenir or get something outside spend anything. of the, the only three thing meals that you need a day to do is flights and obviously it's just too complicated for us to book flights for you guys so you because you're coming from different places in the world so yeah um 
Yeah. Um, I'm so excited. That's going to be amazing. Yeah. Like, so there are oh. spots already taken, but there's a maximum of 18 spots yeah. available. So there are already spots gone. Um, if you do want to save your secure your spot, you can pay a deposit. Yeah. Straight straight up now, and then start your payment plan next month. Yeah. Um, but I highly recommend if you guys want to be around us, get involved. You feel the call. Let's do it. I'm so excited too. I'm so like like I know that a lot of retreats don't have payment plans. Like you oh, either yeah. have to pay in I full to or pay two full. parts. Right, so like we've I've created like six month payment plan for people. Double that... the price of what this is. Like I've paid retreats double. The price. Yeah, you paid double, and we're giving more. We're giving you, more. You paid six thousand five hundred or something. For, yeah. For a retreat that it was our... only seven, six nights, seven days. And ours is, and you had to, like, yeah. Anyways, ours is better. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's just more value. Yeah. And if you're around, if we've gone to retreats where we were like, ah, oh, that wasn't worth that amount of money. We've yeah. gone to retreats where. I was like, this is the best thing ever. It should be worth more. And I feel like this is probably the best it's ever going to be. By the time we get to next year, like we, we're growing so much, man. You guys are going to get even more I know, than what I'm we're so able excited. to give you now. So, I'm so excited. Let's go. Anyways, you guys can go check out the links below. If you have liked this episode, hearing about our relationship, um, have a share with someone that it might inspire. I hope this has yeah. helped you. You can let us know. Apparently, Luca doesn't want to know. <laughs> no, no, you can DM me, but I just said don't feel the pressure to DM. I love hearing about how this made you feel. Yeah. More importantly, share it with someone else who's going to help. It's yeah. going to help them. It's going to give them this insight. This is like really... Actually implement something too. Yeah. Implement really... one thing from this the so. thing that you got. Like, one, What's your biggest takeaway and what's the thing you're going to implement the most yeah. um, in your relationship now? What's, what is gonna, what's it going to be? This is like super like raw. Like we've shared a lot. Stuff we haven't shared before. I didn't know that before. we'd ever share. So yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your time. I'm super Absolutely. grateful for you being here. And I hope that you have an, a divine day. Yeah, you will have a divine day. You will. All days are divine. Love you long time. Love you guys. Bye. Welcome to the other side, beautiful souls. I so deeply appreciate you spending this time with me. My intention with this podcast is to uplift, love on, and inspire you and align my actions with this intention. But as with everything in the world of personal and spiritual development, take what feels good for you and leave the rest. As a white, able-bodied cisgender woman, the perspectives I share here are inherently affected by my privileges. I'm actively invested in learning how to elevate and support lived experiences beyond my own, and I'm always open to and grateful for your feedback. I am listening. No matter who you are, where you're from, or where you're going, I see you, I love you, and you matter. So thank you for listening, beautiful souls, and I'll see you next time.